Kusla, why do you think stuff happens? Can you give me an answer? And I said, yes, I can. So if you follow me on Facebook and look at what I posted yesterday, you'll see an abbreviation of this talk I'm about to give. Why stuff happens. In Buddhism, we do not have one cause. There is never one. You might, in a different religion, you might say, well, the supreme being is the reason for everything happening. Or you might say, well, fate makes everything happen. Or you might say, well, predestination makes everything happen. But not in Buddhism. It's never that easy. It's always many things connected that cause things to happen. So we have something in Buddhism called the five niyamas, the five reasons we give for stuff happening. And the first reason is we live on a planet. We have an atmosphere. We have earthquakes, hurricanes, tornadoes. We have rain, sleet, and snow. We have droughts. We have a lot of stuff happening because we live on a planet with an atmosphere. Just a couple days ago, Ventura, 4.0 earthquake. It's not because there's bad karma in Ventura. It's because the earth decided to shift just a little bit to make itself more comfortable. So the cause number one, we live on a planet. Cause number two, we are biological beings. We have genes and chromosomes. Those things affect what happens to us. So some people are predestined to have this happen to them or that happen to them. I was predestined because of my parents and my lineage, all those ancestors. I was predestined to have a receding hairline. And it worked. I have to blame my genes and chromosomes. But now I keep my hair short and it works out fine. So things happen because we have a biology, we have genes and chromosomes, we have a medical staff that can help us, we have hospitals to go to, we have all sorts of things. But one of the reasons stuff happens is because we are biological beings. Number three, the third reason stuff happens, karma. Karma is the moral aspect of the five niyamas. So what we have is we have this energy and this energy is neutral. And the great scientists of the world said, you can't create energy, you can't destroy energy, you can only transform energy. So we are karmic transformers. We transform energy through what we say, through what we think, through what we do. And this creates a cause. Karma is the cause. The consequence is called Vipaka. 
Now, what's interesting about this energy is it follows us like a little dog lost. It just follows us all around, this karmic energy that we keep transforming and giving it good or bad or skillful or unskillful identification. And then when it's time for us to leave this beautiful planet of ours, our karmic energy follows us and takes us into the next rebirth. How cool is that? Now, I did some research just a few days ago because I was curious. I said, do the Christians have energy too? What kind of energy do they have? And they do. They have soul energy. There's eight kinds of soul energy as compared to three kinds of karmic energy for a Buddhist. So energy is a big deal in a lot of religions. It has no form. It has no beginning. It has no end. It can only be transformed. So the third reason stuff happens is because of karma. The fourth reason stuff happens is because of the Dharma. See, these five aspects help us give meaning to this chaotic world around us that oftentimes makes no sense at all. There's war and there's killing and there's driving 100 miles an hour and there's all sorts of stuff and people are working and people aren't working and people don't want to go to the office anymore so they work from home and there's all sorts of stuff happening all the time. And we have the politicians telling us one thing and we have the clergy telling us another thing and we have the scientists telling us another thing. And all those things are designed to give meaning to this chaos that we live in. So Buddhism has the five aspects which gives a Buddhist meaning. And the Dharma gives meaning to the ultimate reality. The ultimate reality. The other three so far is the relative reality. Karma, speaking, acting, thinking, genes and chromosomes, earth with an atmosphere. That's relative. But now we come to the ultimate reality that we can visit, meditation, walking on the beach, all sorts of ways. So what does it mean? And a Buddhist would say, well, we have these models. We have these paradigms that we can use. We have the Four Noble Truths and the Eightfold Path and the Seven Factors of Existence. And we have this and we have that. And we have all these lists of things. And they're all designed to give you meaning. And if you practice long enough, you will see how those models and paradigms are simply the finger pointing at the moon, but not the moon itself. Those models and paradigms give us a chance to have a direct experience, a direct experience of the ultimate reality through the prism, through the prism of Dharma. And what did the Buddha say about Dharma? He said, I'm not the most important thing. Sangha is not the most important thing. The Dharma is the most important thing. And it's the greatest gift you can give. If you want to give somebody the best gift in their life, give them the Dharma, which is what I did yesterday. Nam gets a kick out of this. I keep inviting him to go with me. Yesterday, I was at Leisure World. 
and retirement community. And we have a Buddhist circle that meets once a month. Pretty smart people too. You know, old people are pretty smart. They've had a life. They like to listen to life and death stories and stuff. So somebody on Facebook sent me a box of Dharma books and said, I have a giant library and I have a lot of books and I follow you on Facebook and I really like what you do. And I follow you on YouTube and I really like the videos and I follow you on podcasts and I really like your talks and I want to donate these books to you and you can do anything you want with them. You can give them away. You can put them in a library. You can keep them for yourself. I took them to Leisure World and said, these books came to me as a gift and I am re-gifting them to you. And what did the first person say who came to the, temp to, to the table to look at the books? The first person said, how much is this? I said, it's free. It's, it's free. All I ask you is after you're through reading it, give it to somebody else. Or donate it to the Leisure World Library. And let's get a Buddhist section started in the Leisure World Library library and they said okay we'll do it but the dharma is the best gift you could possibly give so i felt good about myself yesterday i gave the best gift i could have given the dharma page after page after page now the fifth reason stuff happens and the fifth reason we can use to make sense of the world around us is the mind the mind has a lot to do with what happens in our life and what happens in the world. We have anger. We have war. Huh? Go figure. We have war. We have peace. Theoretically. Peace until the next war. And now it goes on. So what's the problem we have with mind? Why does mind keep interfering with our life? Why does mind keep creating our life for us? We have three poisons, it said in Buddhism. We have greed, hatred, and delusion. And those things interfere with our reality. Okay, but on the good side, we have generosity, kindness, and wisdom. So when stuff goes wrong with your, say, in line at Vons, and it's a giant line, and you have only two minutes and three items, and you have to wait, and you have to wait, and you have to wait, what arises? Hatred. Hatred in the line. And you say, how can I fix this hatred? How can I use it to change the line? Maybe I can just cut in front, fight everybody off. Nah, it's not going to work. How about if kindness arises and say, oh, the person, I, I understand, they're 85 and they're having problem finding the change. And, you know, I can practice patience in the line. I can use it as a time for practice. And I can wish them loving kindness 
and hope they have a wonderful day. Okay? So there's a couple different ways we can use the mind to make it our life better, or we can be victims of the mind and have our life not as good as it could be. So these five things never work alone. They're always in combination with each other. So in Buddhism, you can never point your finger and say, that's the reason. I remember years ago when they had the tsunami in Thailand and the giant waves came in and killed people and people were running for their lives and houses with, you know, and, and, and remember listening to somebody talk about that. It was a clergy. It was a Christian. Christian said, it's God's will. That's why the tsunami went in. Nam goes, yeah, yeah. Then I heard the Buddhist monk say, it's their karma. I'm going, it's the same damn thing. It's never just one thing. You can't blame karma for the tsunami. We live on a planet with an atmosphere. You know? So when you try to give meaning to things that happen in the world, you can never just say, that's the reason, that's the cause. You have to go, wow, a combination of stuff happened. How radical is that? It probably took 999 individual causes for that one thing to happen. So we're pretty dumb if we say it was karma. It's not that easy. Life is so much more complicated than that. And sometimes the best answer to give meaning to the world is, I don't know. I don't know why it happened. I don't know. Just let it be. Very famous Zen quote. The man who knows everything hasn't heard all the questions yet. <laughs> so, the, you know, it's okay not to know. It's okay to live in the mystery of life. Why is this happening today? Why didn't it happen yesterday? Why on Vermont and Olympic do they have a carnival? Two of the busiest streets in Los Angeles. And there's a Ferris wheel blocking the whole Olympic Boulevard. And I thought to myself, why? And the answer came back to me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who thought that would be a good idea or why it's happening. Thankfully, it's probably just for the weekend and the traffic now on Olympic and Vermont and little New Hampshire Boulevard is bumper to bumper and hot horns are honking. People are mad and angry because they can't get to where they want to go in an efficient and time sensitive way. And that's the mind. And that's the situation you find yourself in. And you can take the five niyamas and apply those to the carnival and it will give you meaning. And then you can go get a cup of coffee.